truth. You can touch the sky, look into my eyes. Girl, I never want to hurt you or make you cry. I can be a real feel, tell you how I feel. With a kiss and a wish, girl, help me lift. So why do you want him by your side? You need to get with me and tell him goodbye. He Now that one, uh, I, I like that song anyway, but that song goes out to Bush today. George Walker Bush, who we are saying goodbye to you. Because <laughs> he is no longer the, uh, the, the God King of this nation. <laughs> <laughs> self-appointed. Yes, yeah, self-appointed God King of the entire world, but not anymore. He's off, he, he fled the scene in the helicopter. We got a new God King. <laughs> we do. What, what, um... You, you, you're not even supposed to say anything but the big O. Yeah, the big O. <laughs> the big O, yeah. That's the big O's in town. The big O's in town, that's right. Saying goodbye to the, the big W. <laughs> the big dub. You are listening to your community spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of family, the circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up! That's right, I'm shaking you when I say that. Wake up to the peace and joy <laughs> of Mother Earth. This is your community spirit on your community radio station. This is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And we've got some happenings. Yes. First of all... I want you to know that today is National Handwriting Day and Snowplow Mailbox Hockey Day <laughs> and the birthday of John Hancock, uh -huh. which may be why it's Handwriting Day. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I'll try to remember. I think he had pretty decent handwriting. It was just huge. <laughs> he put his big John Hancock on there. Well, that was the thing is he actually had clear handwriting, so that's why they said... Yeah. You know, put your Dan Hancock here, because they wanted clear handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> so, so today is January 23rd, and again, we're celebrating National Handwriting Day and John Hancock's birthday by making an effort to promote and encourage legible handwriting. <laughs> so, um, happenings. Yes, the first happening of the day, the Rice and Spice, the Slow Food International Dinner. It's happening over at the Interfaith Center uh, today. And today they're having Indian food at uh, 6 p.m. So it should be an exciting time. And then today also, um, there's a marching vigil for victims of Mambao terrorist attacks, which is starting at the Peace Park across from the 710 Bookstore and going to Town Square Pavilion. This is hosted by Art of Living Foundation, the Indian Association of Southern Illinois, International Student Council, and the Indian Student Association. Um, assemble at 345, begin March at 4, and then there's a vigil at 430. So let's see, other happenings. We have big issues on the big screen at the Big Muddy IMC. 
This week's big issue on the big screen, a short, is- a short history of CIA psychological torture. From the Cold War to a the A short war history? A short history. <laughs> so it's going to be like an eight-hour movie? <laughs> yeah, I guess a, a very, very short history then. It's not going to be quite that long. Oh, okay. On April, tw- on April 3rd of 2007, uh, we were able to bring Alfred McCoy to the SIUC to present this important program and capture it on video. I actually went to that. I went to that when he came. A professor of history at the University of Wisconsin and author of A Question of Torture and The Politics of Heroin in Southeast Asia, McCoy is an expert on the subject of the use of torture by the American military and intelligence agencies. This presentation will be held in conjunction with nationwide actions by the peace movement to pressure the incoming Obama administration to close Guantanamo and put an end to the practice of torture. So that's tonight at uh, 7 p.m., uh, 214 North Washington in Carbondale. And there's a few things happening. It is Friday. Tim Grime, regional favorite, returns to Cousin Andy's today at 7.30 p.m. A remarkable performer, professional without being slick, down-to-earth yet intense. He wears his songs like a second skin. That's at the Church of the Good Shepherd at 7.30 p.m. today. More information, CousinAndy.org. And in other happenings, we have the Peace Vigil. They are still doing the Peace Vigil. They're still sticking to it. It's uh, happening every Saturday at the Town Square Pavilion from noon to 1 in Carbondale. And that's at the intersection of uh, 13 and 51. So, Town Square Pavilion, Peace Vigil. And I actually forgot to mention an ongoing event. International Coffee Hour starts up. Um, I actually think it started up last week, but every Friday from 3 to 5 p.m. in the SIUC Northwest Annex Building B. And yes, Americans are part of the international community, so I hope some Americans show up. That's International Coffee Hour every Friday. Otherwise, one other happening... Buying Bulk, Open House and Sharing with Renee Cook, Saturday, January 24th at the Town Square Square Market, 1 to 3 p.m. If you would like your happenings to happen, please um, email us to us. Yes, you can email me at treesong at treesong.org. Or the general email is info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Yes. And I'd like to slip in one more happening, actually. Um, it's a little bit early, but I got a postcard in the mail about it, so I thought I'd mention it. This is from the Women's Center. It's Time for Chocolate. This is the ninth annual Taste of Chocolate to benefit the Women's Center. It's happening on Friday, February 6th, 2009 at 7 p.m. It's happening at the Carbondale Civic Center. For ticket information, you can call 618-549-4807, extension 223. And I must say, chocolate is very exciting, and the Women's Center does very good work, so it sounds like the perfect event to start off the spring. The news. <laughs> yeah, it's discord. It's even more discordant when the CD's skipping. And we'll have to get a new copy of that CD. 
So first, the quote of the day. The United States appears to have awoken from its sleeping beauty slumber when it comes to climate change with the new direction indicated by the White House. The quote was from Sigmor Gabriel, Germany's environmental minister. So, starting today, we must pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and begin again the work of remaking America. For everywhere we look, there is work to be done. The state of our economy calls for action, bold and swift, and we will act not only to create new jobs, but to lay a new foundation of growth. We will build the roads and the bridges, the electric grids and the digital lines that feed our commerce and bind us together. We will restore science to its rightful place and weld technology's wonders to raise health care's quality and lower its cost. We will harness the suns and the winds and the soil to fuel our cars and run our factories. And we will transform our schools and colleges and universities to meet the demands of a new age. All this we can do. All this we will do. <laughs> I don't know who said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it seems like a lot of people are already been doing that stuff, but it seems like a lot of people are inspired who haven't been doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. The people who, or the people who have been making things better, um, are re-inspired to continue to make things better. Yeah. I mean, um, the peace vigil on the Town Square Pavilion on Saturdays, that's going to still continue to go on. There's a war in Iraq. Even though legally we haven't been at war since World War II, it's actually, legally we can't really say war. But it's a war. Yeah, it's a war. <laughs> you know? Um, so, a few headlines and then we'll get into some stuff. Back and forth. War against ivory, ivory trade takes to the sea. That's nature environment from the independent yes another one global warming rate of tree death in western u.s is rising due to climate change a study warns environment blamed in western tree deaths that's from the newyorktimes.com study finds new evidence of warming in antarctica also from newyorktimes.com seasons change earlier than before study says los angeles times <coughs> Obama blocks some of Bush's last-minute environmental decisions in the Los Angeles Times. Pelosi sketches strategy on key issues from the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, price of CO2 permits fall to new low in Europe from the International Herald Tribune. Scholars in robes, U.S. carbon emissions 20% greater than official estimates. <laughs> oh, no. <coughs> Offshore drilling plan to go ahead. That's from the Interior Department and and environment and Reuters. G invests in boats to blades wind manufacturer. That's from CNET News. Okay, and uh, first researchers say they have linked cleaner air to longer life. Wait a second. This is a first? Nobody's ever done a mm -hmm. study? <laughs> I guess so, well, you know. Oh, come on. Maybe people took it as such <laughs> common sense that... Nobody had to do a study. Researchers say they've linked cleaner air to longer life. <coughs> from the Washington Post. Um, news analysis. Scientists welcome Obama's words. <laughs> NewYorkTimes.com. Um, ecologists warn the planet is running short of water. From the Times Online. 
official Google blog, Back to the Energy Future, tracking down Jimmy Carter's solar panels. <laughs> That's a good story. Yeah, I've I, said that a few times. Yeah, I've heard you talk about that story before. Yep. Uh, cleaner air worth five months of life. Wired Science from Wired.com. <coughs> New signs of climate change, shifting seasons, warmer Arctic, Antarctica. From the Chicago Tribune. And also, survey, scientists agree, human-induced global warming is real. That's from uh, University of Illinois in Chicago. So I guess I guess global warming may be real after all. And here I thought there were a bunch of crazy tree huggers saying these global warming ideas. Well, I, I hate the word global warming. We shouldn't be... <laughs> you've been, we've been tricked to say that. It's like... Anthropogenic global climate destabilization. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to come up with something. Yeah. I just like... Um, I think that's more accurate, I think, but more clunky. I'm, mine is bipolar weather. <laughs> I mean, that's. I think that's straight to the point. It's like weather that's schizo. So, now this is from Planet Green. The best online sites for bartering. You ever heard of bartering? Yes, I have. The barter system is back. Well, really? It never left. But it does tend to get put on the back burner until times are tight. Like right now. So where does a person begin to trade when they have for what they want? Here's a few places to start. You can first start by just asking your friends. Hey, I got something. You want it? They'll be like, no. <laughs> so. I've actually used this. I just started using it. There's this mighty, almighty Craigslist. Craigslist.org has a section for bartering where you can offer your own resources for things you need. You can offer offer a request, s all kinds of stuff. So say you need a new washing machine, but all you have is your techie know-how with computers. You can trade your computer to repair service for the washer, or vice versa. There is also a section for free stuff. I actually put a mattress on there, and I was just like, Make me an offer. I just, I don't want to throw it away because it's mm -hmm. a good mattress. And someone really needed a mattress and they came and got it. This can be the first particular item. This can be the first particular item. Um, you exchange is a popular resource as well. Calling itself the largest swap, free swap site, it offers a whole lot of possibilities for trades. You can sign up as a member but there are no fees or trade commissions paid to the website. Just sign up and start searching for trades. I'm going to check that out. It's in 82 countries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You might get something from another country that's just, like, awesome. Mm. They even have vehicles for swapping. Did you did you ever see the movie about the guy who said he was going to swap for a house? No. He's, like, he was starting with a screw. <laughs> or, I don't know, it was some mundane thing. And in 30 days, he was saying, I'm going to swap my way up to a house <laughs> and he ended up doing it but how he ended up doing it is like right at the end some TV company bought him a house in exchange for his story yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> so well that works yeah but I mean it was just like he was swapping you know just and he was keeping track of it and all that but yeah it was a pretty interesting story <laughs> and he had everybody he swapped with in the process come to you know the 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 house signing party yeah <laughs> you know you had a big party for them all so <laughs> you can swap your way up to a house yeah so. and if you succeed in that let us know we'll mention <coughs> it on the air yeah <laughs> the next one is trash bank 
That's a bank for trash. But anyway, it allows users to sell or barter. It is also a free service with an easy-to-search categories. Another one is Care to Trade, which has sections for swapping items, bartering services, and exchanging real estate even. You can buy items directly or trade them for items or services. There is a posted value so you are aware of what is expected in exchange value and also an escrow system for trades that aren't done in person. Then there's the Internet Barter Exchange that is not free to use but requires a membership fee. You can still search for items before signing up, but the access to the service, it's a bit pricey. But on the other hand, it does a lot of really good stuff and has member and exchange rating for a little confidence boots to your exchange. If you're looking to trade services, try peopletradingservices.com. You have to sign up as a member, but then you can sort through what services other people are seeking and what they have to offer to find a great trade. Now, FreeCycle isn't really a bartering network, but you can offer up things you don't want and hunt for things you do want. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I like FreeCycle for, it's really good for just getting rid of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because somebody, somebody's going to want whatever you're getting rid of. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. don't throw away that obscure piece of computer part. Because somebody somewhere wants it. Yeah, even if they're going to just make art out of it or something. Right. <laughs> so... I'll go through them real quick and see if I can hit them all. Craigslist, U-Exchange, Trash Bank, Care to Trade, the Internet Barter Exchange, um, People Trading Services, and FreeCycle. I think I got all of them. So do some bartering, get rid of some stuff, and maybe end up with some funner stuff. Mm-hmm. Because there's other ways. People... People didn't use to use money. Yeah. So let's see. Shall we go to another news story? <laughs> You're gonna. I want you to read this one. <laughs> Is that a pig in the sky? <laughs> <laughs> Pigs are flying these days because Alaska Governor Sarah Palin has announced a push for clean energy, aiming to generate half of her state's electricity from renewable sources by 2025. What? <laughs> Uh, that's what it says. I guess maybe that time on the road, uh, broadened her minds. Maybe, uh, uh, Charlie Gibson asking those questions, she started thinking about things. <laughs> maybe, who knows? It's just a plan, and she's announced the plan. Yeah, a lot of people make plans. We'll see if it turns into a reality. Yeah. I'm... But that's pretty impressive. Half of her state's electricity from renewable sources by 2025. Freeze, don't move. One of President... Barack Obama forgot the Hussein Barack Hussein Obama's first mm-hmm. acts was to put the brakes on pending regulations that the Bush administration tried to push through in its waning hours including a large number of environmentally related ones mm-hmm. can he do that? he can just stop things that Bush did just yeah, like that he can Yeah. Oh, poor Bushy <laughs> it's like he didn't even get out of office like one day and Obama's stopping all his <laughs> legacy. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Legacy down the drain. Drain. Hey. <laughs> so let's see. Other uh, other news from the early moments of the Obama administration. Filling the cabinet. Just hours after Obama took the oath of office, the U.S. Senate confirmed three cabinet members who will play a role in shaping energy and environmental policy in the new administration. 
Stephen Chu as Energy Secretary, Ken Salazar as Interior Secretary, and Tom Vilsack as Agriculture Secretary. So these we may be hearing these names more in upcoming stories about the environment because uh, that's what they're in now. Yeah, we get the... You, you got to watch the, um, I was going to say inauguration, but oh. it's um, Obama-ration. Oh. No, that's not right. Oh, that oh. sounds bad. Oh. It was an Obama-ration? <laughs> They're rationing out Obama. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Um, inauguration, so Obama... I, I he just want to say Obama-ration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the inauguration. <laughs> yeah, so... The coronation. <laughs> there you go. Obama... Obama... Ration. Mm-hmm. Obama, <laughs> I'm trying to blend it together. So, the end of an error. Can you pronounce that better than me? Yes, the end of an error. An error. Adding an R at the end there. Like a mistake. <laughs> the end of an error. So let's mark the end of the Bush years by checking out eight environmental Bushisms. Come on. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to keep doing this show. Yeah, we're going to run out of material now. Yeah, I mean, our whole point of our show has always been to just make fun of Bush. We'll have to work harder to be funny. (laughs) I mean, so, I mean, we're still using him. Here's like, uh, come on, you'll miss his clumsy miss... I just can't pronounce it. Malappropriation? Yeah, malappropriations. So the end of an error... Eight more environmental Bushism. George W. Bush is by far the greatest mistake ever made by the American mm-hmm. people. Or was that by Gore for running such an inadequate campaign? Or for, by Ralph Nader for running it all? Or at least one idiot in South Florida who designed the pay, butterfly ballot? Or by the Supreme Court? Notes to self. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. A miss of all days, right? Mm-hmm. So, it was amusing to read the disillusionary co-op-eds of conservatives who thinks Bush's legacy will be determined by Iraq, and therefore Bush will be vindicated and rehabilitated by history. Not! Even if we forget Katrina, torture, Guantanamo, Abu Ghraib, and the worst economy since the Great Depression, his legacy, with near absolute certainty, will be set by his policy of wanton climate redestruction. Unless, of course, Barack Obama can somehow put us on a more truly sustainable path. But that rejection of everything Bush stood for is hardly rehabilitate W, quite the reverse. Anyway, the real point of all this silliness is we just want to show you a few of the funny um, (coughs) environmental Bushisms that I've found out. The Bushism of all time. Austin, Texas, December 20th, 2000. Natural gas is hemispheric. I like to call it hemispheric in nature because it is a product that we can find in our neighborhoods. <laughs> I can kind of get what he's saying there, but he says it in such a poetic way. <laughs> so, Washington, D.C., uh, from March 13th, 2001. There are some monuments where the land is so widespread, they just encompass as much as possible. And the integral part of the, the precious part, so to speak, I guess all land is precious, but the part that the people uniformly would not want to spoil will not be despoiled. But there are parts of the monument lands where we can explore without affecting the overall environment. Now, that, that was hard for me to, to be sure to read it the way he said it, so I wouldn't throw in my own botching, but I, I pulled it off. <laughs> that, that jumble was all bush. 
it, it doesn't even make sense for me to read it like three times here. Like, <laughs> okay, Washington, D.C., January 6, 2009. Oh, that's like right now. Yeah. The new steps I've announced today are the capstone of an eight-year commitment to strong environmental protection and conservation. <laughs> okay. So he's a comedian, too. <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so... That, that, what he said there is not bungled up at all, but it was funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the straight lines are the funniest. So let's see. Uh, new Delhi, uh, India, March 2nd, 2006... It's hard for me. I've got to try to say the word the way the Bush says it. Obviously, nuclear power is a, a renewable source of energy, and the less demand there is for non-renewable sources of energy, like fossil fuels, the better off it is for the American people. <laughs> so you got the second part right there, but nuclear energy comes from uranium, and as far as I know, there aren't uh, any new uranium being generated in the center of the Earth. There you go. It's not renewable, yeah. Yeah. And he also botched by saying nuclear. It's nuclear. <laughs> I they both sound the same to me. <laughs> nuclear and nuclear. N nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> um, Washington, D.C. I mean, that's, you can't make fun of him for that saying that. That's exactly how I say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can make fun of you, too. Oh, now you got We'll be a, be a little more polite when we make fun of you. Really? So... Washington, D.C., January, uh, June 8th, 2005. We're spending money on clean coal technology. Do you realize we've got 250 million years of coal? <laughs> okay. Michigan, September 2000, explaining his energy policies. Quote, I know that human being and fish can coexist peacefully. <laughs> it's like, um, and a bonus, it's time for the human race to enter the solar system. <laughs> All right. Um, that's pretty much all we've got, but I wanted... I've got this item here that I'm, I'm going to... LED umbrella powered by rain. <laughs> Kinetic energy can be created from piezoelectric material, which is able to convert mechanical energy into electrical energy. In this instant, approximately 1 microwatt to 11 milliwatts per rain droplet. Well, it's not much in the grand scheme of things. This technology has been put to use in a new LED umbrella called Light Drops, which is able to self-power an internal LED light using the rain from which it is protecting its user from. The umbrella is to provide light in the front of the user as well as make the user more visible to traffic in harsh weather. So there's a light inside the umbrella... Uh -huh. That is powered by the rain falling on top of the umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to do that. That's pretty cool. So We're living in the future. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, that is just awesome. <laughs> the, the power of rain. All right. This has been another exciting, at least for me, informative. At least for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, half hour of your community spirit. If you would like to listen to us again... YourCommunitySpirit.org Today is cold, but sunny, and like, I don't know, 50 degrees? Yeah, warmer than usual. So get yourself out there and say, Whoa! This mm -hmm. is why I live in southern Illinois. Oh, yeah. <laughs>